This is the Moving Idaho Forward podcast presented by Merchants Moving and Storage, an agent of Atlas Van Lines. I'm your host, Ben Ellsworth. Whether you're moving to Idaho, from Idaho, within Idaho, or anywhere in the country, Merchants Moving and Storage provides all of the services that you need to make your move as stress-free as possible. In today's episode, I talk with Jessica Cafferty, the founder of Route Networking Group in Boise. Route is a corporate recruiting agency with their roots in Idaho and a professional network across the entire Northwest. Route exists to help Idaho and Northwestern companies meet their growth strategies by providing them with exceptional, hard-to-find talent. Join us as we discuss leadership, discipline versus desperation, vulnerability, transparency, and opportunity within the current business climate. Tell me about Route Networking Group. How did you get started and and what is your area of expertise? Yeah, great question. Well, I started Route, um, it was five years ago in April. So um, April 1, I um, was born and raised here in Boise like you. spent most of my life here. I went uh, to college over in Western Washington at the University of Puget Sound and um, graduated with a degree in business leadership and actually with minors in biology and chemistry and um, thought I was going to be a doctor there for a while. (laughs) Decided I didn't want to go to medical school and I, um, I ended up kind of moving all over the West Coast for a while after after school for different work opportunities and different jobs. And ultimately I ended up in Dallas, Texas and I was working for a third party logistics company um, and I managed their international freight programs. So um, did a lot of work all over the Midwest in Minneapolis, Madison, Nashville, Dallas, et cetera. And anyway, woke up from that job and um, was ready to move back home to Boise and um, was also ready to get out of that industry. It's a very demanding industry. I have a lot of respect for people that are still in 3PL and my friends at Truck Stop because um, it is yeah. tough. Um, but anyway, I when I went to look at moving back to Boise, I essentially was kind of disappointed with how difficult it was to find a job and to get connected with different companies, having not been in Boise for five or six years at that point. And so I, realized pretty shortly, um, you know, it'd be great to work with a recruiter, it'd be great to work with a recruiting agency here that could help me make that move. And long story short, I started talking to people and realized pretty quickly that there weren't a lot of agencies here. Um, And frankly, the ones that that did exist were really more in the staffing realm and I didn't fit that bill and I didn't want to work with a staffing agency. And, um, you know, I didn't have any experience in recruiting specifically. I had experience in sales and sales management, and I'd worked with recruiters to both help me move positions, but also on the other side, when I was in a management position, I'd help, they'd work with me to help me find talent. So I was familiar with the model and I knew what it looked like to work with a good recruiter. And I knew what it looked like to work with a, frankly, a shit recruiter and, um, just, with that knowledge, with the knowledge of Boise and a familiarity and comfortability with selling, I just started the company. So I made a, I visited Boise in December, made the decision in December, got on the phone with the the SBA office, the Treasure Valley score team, which I'm grateful for. And they tried to talk me out of it, told me I was a little bit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but luckily I didn't and I moved to Boise in March, like March 15th and then started route April 1 and just been going ever since. And, uh, you asked, you know, what do we do and, and how do we kind of differentiate ourselves and what do we specialize in? So we're a third party corporate recruiting agency and we work exclusively with Boise companies for now. And that may be expanding into the Northwest and inland Northwest with other mid markets, but um, you know, when I started the agency, one of the things that was really important to me is that we were closely acquainted with the markets that we serve. And for, for the last five years, that's been Boise. And, um, you know, we really, truly and inherently believe in serving our community and not just, hey, let's get a bunch of resumes and throw things against the wall and hope something sticks and, you know, help people move out of the state and help, you know, everything else. So we wanted to make an impact in the local economy. So that's been something that's been a guiding principle for us. And so we fill all sorts of different roles. Naturally, just the way that the Boise economy has been growing, we've been specializing a bit in technology. So we do a lot of technical recruiting. We do a lot of work with software engineers, data engineers, CTOs, directors of engineering, um, you know, you name it, we, we fill it. But we also do quite a bit in other areas as well. So, you know, marketing, we've, you know, you've, you're familiar with us on the sales side of things, accounting. Ultimately, our goal is to be a holistic solution for any client that comes to us and says, hey, we're having this issue. We're having this problem in finding this type of talent and we can help them with that type as well as any other that may come up in, you know, the lifetime of their, of their business. So, yeah, that's kind of a little bit about us and my story and how we ended up here. With the, the, the market being what it is right now, how do you see things happening it, with recruiting specifically uh, as a result of this whole COVID-19 issue? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, Ben. The last several months have been stressful. Um, I mean, I think for for my team in particular, we've been anticipating a contraction or some sort of slowing down of the economy for the last several months. But what we didn't, I don't think anybody in the world, frankly, was anticipating a complete stop. Um, And I feel like that second week of March, that's really what we felt. It was like, we went from having, you know, being overwhelmed with clients and being overwhelmed with openings to the point of which we had to, you know, tell people, hey, we can't work on these rules now to having probably about 75% of our clients come to us and say, hey, we're going on a a hiring freeze and we don't know when we're going to hire again. I think you're seeing that evolve a little bit. You're seeing companies, I think, you know, the initial shock of having to move from a totally on-premise team to a completely remote team. I think that was jarring for companies um, and for a good chunk of companies. Um, I think there's always been a lot of, you've seen a move towards flexibility and flexible work environments, but not to completely remote. So I think that was a little scary for a lot of companies. They didn't know how to cope and adapt with that. And I think also, you know, a lot of us have been kind of waiting with bated breath to see what's the economy gonna do on a more macro level. And so now you're starting to see these companies that are getting a better sense of that. And not only that, I think, frankly, I think you're seeing a lot of companies just get tired of waiting around and they're, hey, we've got to make a decision. We have to move forward. We have to, you know, these were our strategic objectives and we need to start doing what we can to hit those or or pivot and change. So I know that's a long-winded kind of front 
explanation to your question, but I think it's, you know, certainly relevant, you know, how does, how does that mean recruiting is changing? And I think a lot of that is still up in the air. Um, ultimately, you know, one of the things I'm seeing is that, you know, your first knee jerk reaction as an employer right now, if you're hiring is, oh, it's going to be awesome because we have tons of people that are unemployed that are looking for work. And unlike when I was trying to hire six months ago and we had a 2.5% unemployment rate and it was, I couldn't get anybody to apply to my jobs. Now I'm going to get tons of resumes and all these qualified app applicants and it's going to be great. But what I think a lot of companies are realizing is that they post their job and you get 300 resumes and that's almost just as debilitating as getting two because not only are you having to go through and screen every single one of those and look through them and decide how you're going to get through those 300 resumes, but you've also got to evaluate how many of those are actually fits for the role ultimately. And I think that's where a lot of our clients are coming back to us and saying, gosh, you know what? Yeah, we had 300 applicants for that role, but really two of them are what were what we were looking for and they didn't end up working out. So I still think, you know, and call me an optimist because I have to be for my industry, but, um, you know, I still think that that's where recruiting and that's where companies like ours kind of earn our stripes. That's where we stay relevant is that, you know, for those roles that do still prove to be, to be hard to fill or incredibly niche. I think that's another area, you know, we work, we're working with a lot of kind of food manufacturers and food brokers right now. And, um, you know, that's obviously an industry that hasn't slowed down because people are, people are going to the grocery store even more than they have ever been. And food scientists, that's another area I see, you know, that continuing to grow. And those are roles that, frankly, it's just, you don't just come across those people in your day-to-day. -day. And that's where, again, an agency like ours, we learn your business. We, un we get to fundamentally understand the types of candidates you're working for looking for from a qualification standpoint, but also from a cultural standpoint, and then we fit those two together. So I think, I know that's really, again, long-winded way of explaining. I think it's going to be like a con continual adapt adaptation cycle. And I do think, you know, yes, client clients and companies in, in Boise and really in any market are going to be able to, to find talent, but how to do that and then furthermore how to make sure you're creating an interview process which i think is really important creating an interview process that helps you not only effectively and efficiently move through pipelines but also evaluate that talent how do you make sure that if you make that higher they're going to stick well what i what i like from what i'm hearing from you is it's almost like you have to be comfortable with the uncertainty right and as long as you build and maintain that quality relationship with your clients, you're going to be able to be flexible as they're going to need to be flexible and learn, you know, how do we tweak the interview process or how do we, you know, really narrow down uh, everything that we need to narrow down to make sure that this candidate is the right fit, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, again, just really being comfortable with the uncertainty and being super flexible. And yes. ultimately what it, what it really boils down to, and this is my sales philosophy, you know, there's like all these different training programs, you know, you can go learn how to sell, you know, this program or that program or whatever, but really what it boils down to is like connect with the person in front of you, find out what they need, what they want, and then help them get it. That's all it is. Just yep. serve, right? Yep. As we mentioned at the, the very beginning of the call, there's been a number of people who've said, oh, you really need to get connected with Jessica Cafferty. And <laughs> so what that tells me is that you are viewed as a leader and then a lot of the things that you've done over the last couple of months with the webinars and things like that, 
they, you know, it's really driven home the fact that you are a leader and that you're viewed as a leader within the Idaho market. So what, in your opinion, makes you such a good leader? What, what things do you do to lead? <laughs> That's a tough question, Ben. <laughs> uh, I think you should ask my team. That's probably better, would be a, a better and more insightful response. You know, I think for a long time, when I was considering starting route and really even in my first couple of years of starting route, I was trying to emulate other leaders I had seen. And I was trying to force myself in, in many ways to kind of fit that mold. It was like, well, my old boss did it this way. So I feel like I can't do it the way that I would think to do it myself and said, I'm going to do it his way, or I'm going to pretend to do it his way. And I would say in the last three years and really what guides me now is, you know, I, ascribe to the idea that it's okay for me to be my own unique version of a leader, kind of guiding principles that help me sort of make decisions and decide what to do next and decide, you know, anything from leading a webinar to what steps we're going to take as a team to when we're going to hire has always been transparency. I tell my team everything. They know where we're at from a financial standpoint. They know how much cash we have in the bank. They know, you know, everything. And I think that that like establishing that line of, of communication and direct communication is, has been vitally important to me, not only on the financial side, but also on like how we communicate with one another and address issues as they arise. You know, my team knows that I'm not going to wait and let something stew and boil and then approach them as it, you know, when their review comes up, I'm going to talk to them about it when, when it comes up. And similarly, yeah. they have that same feedback with me. I ask for feedback. I ask them to weigh in. And that's been something that I, I think has been sort of crucial to my leadership journey. I also, I feel that same way I serve on a couple of different boards and that's the same way I, I serve there is I, I appreciate transparent communication and I, I give it out too. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes there's a number of employers that don't understand how valuable that is. So uh, when I was at Zenware full-time, they were very similar, very transparent, very authentic, um, you know, very genuine. And what that gave me as an employee was this sense of ownership that even though I'm an employee, I actually have a, a major impact on this company. Just by having that sense of ownership, it made me more loyal, it made me more uh, focused and dedicated to the success of that company. Whereas if you're just a number, you know, and you're just uh, fulfilling your responsibilities so I can get a paycheck, you know, it's, it's definitely a different, uh, different approach. That's awesome. Also, you know, I think it takes a, a level of, of vulnerability I think it's challenging, right, to, as a business owner, I can remember the first time kind of sharing numbers with my team. And even still, you know, you have these moments of like insecurity of like, oh my gosh, this is scary. Are they going to judge the decisions I've made or, you know, things like that. And for me, I've just had to learn that that, that builds the humanity within our company, right? And ultimately my, my being vulnerable teaches my team that it's okay for them to be vulnerable to me. And I think that's another piece of, of leadership that really helps or, or kind of principle that helps guide my leadership is that just to be empathetic and realize that it is human. We are all human. And there are so many human elements to, to business, to life, to 
um, nonprofit work, whatever, you know, that's just another thing. When I think about like, how do I make sure, like whenever I step into a leadership role or whenever I step into any sort of team dynamic, frankly, I think you just have to learn that, you know, we're all human and really people just want to be treated that way. They want to be treated as, as another human. What, what I liked about what you said there is all of it, the vulnerability, the, the authenticity, uh, the transparency, all those things are key. Uh, what I've learned over the last few years is that, what, you know, you can't compartmentalize your life. People think, okay, well, this is my business life, and this is my church life, and this is my family life, and this is my sports life or whatever, right? Yeah. And they think that they don't intertwine, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, what I'm learning is that your business is a direct reflection of your personal life. So what are like three key principles that you adhere to? that drive your success in your business? And, and what are things that you do to take care of yourself uh, on a personal level that impact your business as well? Ooh, good question. Well, one of the things I've always, and I still struggle with this, so full, full disclosure, it's something I'm, I'm always working on, but one of the things I'll never forget learning when I first started my sales career was the idea and the principle of discipline over desperation. And that to this day, like when I'm getting distracted or when I'm finding myself kind of floating into some sort of, you know, online rabbit hole, whatever, I think that's one thing that, um, and even especially right now, you know, that principle really does like guide me. And I think about it in the context of work. I think we can all obviously equate that with how we approach our, our work. Are we disciplined? And I think, you know, in a sales career, and you'll get this, everybody knows when you're desperate, you know, everybody senses that, oh, I got to Like, they really want this meeting with me, or she's willing to do whatever it takes. She's willing to basically have their price. They're willing, you know, like, desperation is not attractive it's not attractive that scenario is also not attractive when you're dating it's not attractive when you're trying to lose weight and you're getting desperate you know i think those print that principle really applies to so many different areas like are you disciplined about how you're approaching your work are you disciplined about how you're approaching your fitness or your health are you disciplined about how you're approaching even prioritizing your own fun, I think is another one, right? And that's one thing that I think kind of carries me through. And then like, on, on the other hand, I mean, like, one thing that I think my team, especially as we hire new people that they like, I talk about, but they don't really realize is I really prioritize my health. Like I, for me, exercise is a release is an outlet, I put it in my calendar, my team knows Oh, yep. There's Jessica's workouts for the week. And, you know, a lot of times those are early morning or they're, they're later in the afternoon, but there are times when if I have meetings early or I have meetings late, that it pops in at 10 AM and like, I make it a priority because it's so vitally important to my, my head as well as obviously my body. But um, yeah, I'd say that that's another one that's just really important to me. I also recently joined EO, which has been, such a powerful environment for me. It's challenged me. It's forced me to do things that I haven't wanted to do or I've been putting off. It's really raised the bar in terms of accountability. I think as a business owner and as a leader, sometimes you 
you are so busy holding others accountable, you forget to hold yourself accountable to certain things. And EO has helped me to do that. So that's been really helpful. Also, it's just really powerful to have, to be connected with entrepreneurs that are going through the same thing that you're going through, right? Especially like through a crisis like this, that, that has been, you know, a release and an outlet for me where I like wouldn't have otherwise had that. Sure. Well, that's amazing. Uh, I think that uh, what you're doing is amazing work and you have built a team and a culture that is definitely well recognized as, uh, you know, one of the leaders in, in the Boise market. Pete has been uh, absolutely amazing to work with in the past. And so uh, when I got to know some of the other team members on that webinar a couple weeks ago, that was just a confirmation that you're doing the right things for the right reasons. So I just want to applaud you and uh, encourage you to keep it up. So if somebody's looking for work right now and they want to get connected to, to you and your team, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, they can head to our website and it's just routenetworking.com and then they'll click on looking for their next career. And we offer an initial consultation free of charge to anybody that's looking for work. Do want to caution that we're not a job search service though. So, you know, folks shouldn't come to us expecting that we're going to place them in a role. You know, we're, we are motivated chiefly by the client side because that they're who's paying us to find the right people. But we are always open to having conversations with candidates because you just never know when that opportunity might arise and we can send it along to them and say, hey, here's a here's an opportunity that came across our desk. So yeah, our website, okay. and then that'll automatically connect them with our, with our recruiting team. Great, okay. And then as uh, I'm in the corporate relocation world, what can I do to be a resource for you? How can I help? Well, it's just great to know that that's what you guys do. Um, we were just talking to a client that kind of is initially thinking about dipping their toe in the water in terms of relocating people. So that's great. And I'll make sure to pass your information along. But, you know, as you're working with recruiters or other, you know, talent acquisition professionals or just hiring managers in general, you know, if anybody is having a hard time filling a position, we'd love to be a resource and just explore if it makes sense for us to work together. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. This has been extremely valuable and I really appreciate your time. And uh, if there's anything I can do for you, feel free to reach out. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Thanks, Ben. Well, thank you, Jessica. Great to, yeah, great to connect with you. Thanks for joining us on Moving Idaho Forward. If you'd like to connect with Jessica and her team, go to www.routenetworking.com. If you're looking for a new role and would like to work with Route, click the Looking for a Career button. If you're looking to fill positions at your company, click the Looking for Talent button. Join us next time as we continue discussing all the amazing things happening in business, real estate, banking, commercial development, and technology within Idaho. This is the Moving Idaho Forward podcast brought to you by Merchants Moving and Storage.